This is the Millionaire Real Estate Podcast, where you'll learn the strategies and tactics you need to become a millionaire agent. Learn from top agents, brokers, team leaders, and experts in the industry who can help you on the path to success. And now, here's today's episode. T-Shane, welcome. Um, yeah, no, listen, hey, thanks for having me on. I really appreciate you taking the time and each and every one of you to be able to allow me a little bit to share my story and, and kind of talk about taking that, that you know, that no um, and turning it into a yes. I mean, I, she's, that's like the foundation of everything I've ever done in my life. So, um, yeah, no, I'm excited. Thanks, Chantel, for having me on to this. So today, what I want to talk to you about, T-Shane, and, and we're going to go over a little bit, is accountability. and. You know, I feel like most agents hate that word. It's like, if you say that word, they're just like, ah, so I want you to kind of share a little bit about what accountability has done for you and how you can do it where it's not, where people aren't like, they're embracing it, not kind of like, no, I don't want it. Yeah. I mean, look, I, I think it's an unfair advantage for someone like myself, you know, starting back to, to being a Marine, you know, accountability has allowed me to be part of one of the most successful, you know, elite units in the entire world, right. You know, 200 plus years of phenomenal amount of accountability and leadership. And it's, it's played a, a large foundation in, in my success and the things I've done. And look, you know, I've, I've been from homeless on the streets for two years to, you know, building a $300 million company multiple times, you know, uh, being a, a four-time published author and three-time best-selling author, travel around the world speaking for some of the largest companies in the country, um, and it and it's and it's allowed me to do that. I share that not sense of gloating, but sense of because of the accountability, because of having that structure, and and knowing that yes, I don't like to be told what to do. Um, however, I do enjoy having a goal focused by someone that I can respect and that leads from the front and allows me to push myself to be bigger, better, faster, and stronger. So accountability has always been the foundation of everything. Look, I just literally, before I hopped on this call, I had a conversation with a very large company because of my next world record that's coming up in a couple of months that we're going to be doing to raise funds for. And one of the things we talked about was how do you prep and train and prepare for these things? And I said, well, I have a 125-pound flyweight world champion boxer, whereas she basically punishes me six days a week. And we go through that. And though I've ran across America, covered 10,000 miles. I've set these world records. I've done these things. Um, it's always because of having accountability through someone that pushed me further than I probably would have pushed myself and held me way more accountable than I would have held myself. Because I think when someone else genuinely wants to support and cares about your success, they're going to push you a little further because they see something uh, a lot more than we see in ourselves. And our self-worth a lot of times isn't as much as we would like it to be. However, others perceive us and see us in a way bigger light um, and it allows us to do a lot more. And that's that's played a huge role in the things that I've done. Well, what I'd like to see you do, if it's possible, is Chip, if it's okay with you, I'll ask you to unmute. And I want you to share three of your goals that you had for last week and I want to have T Shane kind of maybe hold you accountable or have a dialogue with it of what you would do to push Chip 
to take him to the next level. Would that work for you, T-Chain? That's good to go. Let's do it. All right. Chip, what were your goals this past week? And and did you hit them? Uh, to do a sit-down follow-up meeting uh, about recruiting with an agent uh, to reach out to two agents um, that I have on the radar to talk to. And then the third one was to get our um, our team up to speed with uh, KV Core, which is a system inside of our portal. And I got two out of three. So All the first right. one was to follow up with a, to recruit an agent. And the second one, I'm sorry, it just seemed like they were kind of similar. What was the second one? Yeah, they were. I hadn't looked them up there. Uh, there was, it was two separate cases. One to sit down, follow up, and the other one to reach out to two potential. Okay. And those are cold calls? Uh, no, one. So doing this on the fly and kind of digging back, I think the main thing, and it's, it's played out, but it's extremely effective, is defining your purpose and why. So when we kind of really look at our goals and we put our goals in play and we go from one uh, large vision and then we have a systematic approach to it. So I think the first thing is defining our purpose. Like if we have our three goals, why are we trying to accomplish those goals? What is the big reason why we're trying to do that? You know, are we trying to increase our income, trying to increase our productivity, um, maintain the integrity of our mission that we set for ourselves, you know, depending on when you did your business plan or how it was structured. Um, I think my first question would be for you is why did we only hit two out of three? Uh, the third one was I needed to get some more um, to fine tune the system before I approached everybody and trained everybody up on it. And what would have happened if you wouldn't have fine tuned and you would have just rolled it out and took it from there? Um, it would have got rolled out with a lot of questions and going back and redoing things. So I guess lesson learned, I should have set aside more time to get prepared so that I could meet that goal. I think I would have just rolled it out. Roll it out, just go with it. 100%. I mean, what, what better way to understand um, any obstacles you're going to have than people actually applying and doing it? Um, I think a lot of times we overthink, right? We think too much about our certain things. We set the goal. Your goal wasn't to make the system perfect. Your, your goal was to roll the system out. So had you rolled the system out, we would have been able to checklist that. And now next week's goals would have been like, hey, from all the feedback that I've got, now here's where I'm going to lay a structure in place to make it better. Because now you've got two-step. Now we've missed goal, right? And now we've still got to roll it out and we still got to get feedback determining what we think is right when in fact we want the users to apply it. And again, only just knowing a small amount of the information of what you're really trying to put out there. Um, so I think the thing is, is that let's focus on why we didn't and um, um, just say, listen, we don't need to overthink it. Let's just get it out, put an action plan. And then I think we probably would have accomplished an additional goal that now we're going to have to set for, for this week. Yeah, so one of the things that, that I'm seeing you know, agents do is they're making their kind of when they're writing down their three things that they want to achieve, they're they're underplaying what they can actually do. So so sometimes they'll say something like, well, they already know they have a listing appointment that they've got in the bag at Wednesday at three. So they'll say, get 
Like my commitment is to get the listing with Jimmy Jones on Wednesday. Well, you already know you have that. Like that's not a stretch or, you know, getting yourself to the next level. So how do agents kind of make goals and make commitments where they go, I'm actually going to push myself to make a commitment that's pushing me beyond my comfort zone? I think that's a, that's, that's a, that's a question that's set for failure, right? Because ultimately the idea is, is that we generally don't care about ourselves as much as we care for other people. Um, and I think that's where, as you're starting off, is the accountability for a coach portion. I mean, look, we all know we're supposed to do things. We know we're supposed to eat right. We know we're supposed to exercise. We know we're supposed to take care of ourselves, but we don't, right? We, we're generally service-based people, especially in the real estate in- industry. I mean, your whole dynamic of your mentality is based on service. And when you're that type of person, you'll find that a lot of times you forget a lot about yourself. So when you structure your goals, a lot of times they're easier because you're just in a service-based mindset. You're not in, I need to focus on myself to accomplish these things to create more confidence and self-worth. And I think that's where having a good, strong leader in your life, personally and professionally, helps. Where we could come in and say, you know, all right, Chip, you got these three goals. Where we're at, this is what we're going to do. Let's make them happen. Because if that would have been, if let's say you and I were working together, Chip, I would have been like, we're rolling it out. Let's get it right now. Let's just go, right? Let's just jump and we'll build our wings on the way down and then we get it done. And then you would have knocked those three things off and said, okay, great. And then what happens, I would have built your confidence to say, you know what, let's attack something a little stronger. Let's get up a little bit bigger. Let's build our business model a little higher and let's go after it. I mean, look, when I published my first book that I sold over 30,000 copies in six months with, I had no clue what I was doing. But one of my strategies, is I just do it anyways. I don't care. I'll put it out there because I don't care what people think. And I always set that bar higher for myself because that's just my natural abilities. I love to chase that high. I love to go above and beyond. And that's you know, that's my experience of, of dying and being through the things that I've been through. I have an advantage over most. So I think really what it comes down to is we, we generally that self-worth isn't as much or our defined why or purpose. Or a lot of times we just get on autopilot. You know, we put those things in place because we just go through the motions, hoping that genuinely, you know, that, that something positive is going to come out of it. I think the thing we need to really pay attention to is, is that we need to get out of our comfort zones um, tremendously. And sometimes we don't always like to do that alone. You know, we want somebody to jump into the fire pit with us and, and make it happen. Vicki, will you unmute and share your three commitments that you have for this week? And um, T-Shane, if you can kind of help maybe coach her through those and, and come up with um, anything that she should do to be able to take it to the next level. Go ahead, Vicki. That I put in, um, I wanted to secure a couple new buyers. And so this is outside my comfort zone is to contact. I put at least 20 people via my LinkedIn and 10 through my KV core leads. Um, and some of those, are, you know, most of those are going to be cold contacts um, as far as, you know, real estate. But I, I need to reach out and just reestablish some connections there just on a personal level um, and build on that. Um, the second um, I do have a neighbor that has a listing that's not ready for a while, but I do need to go in and, and do the walkthrough and discuss the updates that are needed. And I did put that in there because I wanted to do that last week and we couldn't because he had a funeral to attend. So um, they're not quite ready to sell, but I wanted to make sure I'm ready when they say to pull the trigger. And last but not least is a personal goal that I put in there and that's to lose 30 pounds by September 1st. So I have that I have to attend a minimum of four workout sessions per week. 
and um, meal prep and just plan ahead for my meals and that. So that's where my mindset is. When you did the LinkedIn um, request for the security new buyers, was that just IMs? Uh, instant message? Well, I haven't done it yet. That's my goals for this week okay. um, that I just made this morning for the rest of the week. So, so I am, um, I'm a big component of, of the phone versus any kind of social media interaction when it comes to connection only because um, everybody does it. I don't know if you got a LinkedIn account, but I'm sure everyone in here probably gets like 9,000 messages a day. And it's like, I'm not trying to bother you. I just would like to establish, you know, it's like, but you are. So um, let's just go ahead and get on with it. Um, I love the phones. I think it's something that people think is a dying breed, but to be honest with you, I think it's the fastest way to have tone reflection to be able to connect with people um, and have a great conversation. You know, email messaging just does not, just does not lay a great foundation for what, what you're trying to deal with, which is the largest financial transaction that someone's going to make in their entire life. Most people will anyways. So if, if I was structuring out these goals for you to hit it, the first thing I would do is I would say, you and I hop on the phone. Let's go right now. I need 25 names by the end of the day. And then we're going to hop on the phones. We're not going to take an entire week to do this. We're going to go ahead and bust this out real fast. Um, and we're going to get right to it because really what we're trying to do is we're trying to break down the barrier of you being afraid of that happening because it is rejection is a challenging thing to take on or what will they say or how do I overcome that? And we'd really be just, let's get on the phone. Let's go right through. And funny thing is, is once you do that, probably like five people and someone will go, oh yeah, I'd love to work with you or I'd love to do this. And all of a sudden you're like, I've been waiting this whole time and this could have happened and connect. Whereas on the IMs, I think the anxiety is a little too much. You send out 25 IMs and you're waiting to find out if anyone's going to message you, you're checking your phone. And it's just kind of a passive aggressive way to approach it. So I think some serious tenacity, pop on the phones, boom. Uh, a little trick that I used to do um, when I pound the phones all the time with my, my teams is I would just take 25 pennies, I'd put them in a cup and I'd set an empty cup next to it. And each time I made that call, I'd move one penny over the other. And it was just a great way for it to be a little more tangible um, to knock that list out. And then just like anything else, making phones or establishing new clients is a lot like hitting the gym. Believe it or not, your goals kind of go aligned. Um, none of us really want to do it, but we know we have to do it. So um, I would treat it the same way as a workout program. You know, just say, okay, today I've got my call block, nine to 10. I'm going to reach out. Don't overthink. Am I contacting the right people? Um, you know, we're not, we're not there yet. Is the timing right? Are they going to be, are they going to answer? Don't worry about that. Getting the habit of motion creates emotion. Start pounding the phones. Know that you've got your time set. Boom, make your 25 calls and just knock it out. You know, get focused with getting through it first. Uh, the rest of that will come as you start to get the marbles out of your mouth. One of the things, too, I would think that if you've got somebody in your team or someone that you can have a conversation with, um, I would start with like three or four calls to those people first. Just kind of work to get the marbles out of your mouth and have them hit you with objections and overcome a few things. That'd be one of the things I would do. I'd just give them a call and, and say, hey, I'm going to run this past you. Are you okay with it? Great. Or if you don't have any friends, you know, leave yourself a couple of voicemails, you know. Um, sometimes our business is pretty lonely, so we don't have any friends. Um, and then the neighbor, you know, like in anything else when it comes to that, they're only as ready as they know that you tell them because you're the professional. Um, so they're not ready, not because they're not capable. They're not ready because the professional hasn't told them when the best time is. They don't know what the market's like. They don't know when the best time to list their property is. That really comes up to you. So you have to be aggressive because every time that you wait, that's an opportunity that hey, look, we don't know. I, I, mean, I don't know how long a lot of you have been doing this, but there was a time where the market was doing really well like this a long time ago. And then there was a time when the market crashed. 
right? And you've got all these people that come on and they talk about everything they know about the economy, but we don't know, right? We could have another COVID come through. We could have another thing come through in the market. We, we don't know. So I think the time is of essence because you can't get it back. We're all trying to buy it. And I would reach out to them as a professional. And I would say, listen, now is the time, right? You know, um, this is the time to list your property. This is time, let's make this happen together um, and maximize that. As far as losing weight's concerned, um, th that one, that's a challenging because we always seem to find it when we lose it. Um, so I think, <laughs> I, I think the thing to remember when it comes to losing weight is, uh, this is a little off the topic, but um, Vicky, losing weight isn't about who you are. God made you exactly perfect the way that you are and beautiful in his own way, right? Um, it's really about being healthy. It's not about dropping pounds. So I wouldn't get caught up in the weight thing, especially for women. The scale is something that they fight with tremendously. And I think that's a horrible thing in America that we've created is that we've made our objectives and goals focus on how much we are against gravity when in fact you are perfect exactly the way you are. What I would prefer is that you create a platform that makes you longer in existence. That's what I want you to work on. I would change that goal term um, to how I can increase my health to be here for the people that love me more um, than I would try to focus on losing the weight because that's a horrible way um, that we all look at ourselves. And in, in, in the reality of it is, is somebody right in this world thinks we're absolutely beautiful. And I think we need to believe them a lot more. So I, I'm, I'm preaching a little bit on that one, but I always hate this one because I don't think it's a matter of, of your weight. I think it's a matter of you being here longer so we can all enjoy your company. And that's how I would focus on those three goals. And now a word from our sponsor. This episode is brought to you by Canzel Realty. One of the other things we give you is revenue share, where you get five levels of money in your downline every time you attract an agent to the company. And guess what? The first three levels open up right away. So let's pretend like you're not a great recruiter, but you bring on a couple people who are heavy hitters. Guess what? You don't have to hire five or 10 agents to open up those tiers. You automatically get those. So that's what makes us very different. This is Kanzel. And, and I would like to say something. I love what you just said to her about the, the second goal. Like what, what, what he just said was so powerful because what I would do if I was going to meet with those sellers, I would get the list, the listing on Wednesday. And I would say to them, listen, listings are so shorthanded right now. I promise you, if you want to wait a month or you want to wait two months, everyone quote thinks that the listings that the spring is the best time to sell. We are so short on inventory right now. There's no reason for you to wait. I'm going to be able to get you higher dollar right now than even if you want to wait two months when we have more inventory because everyone thinks the spring market is the time to put your house on the market. So that second commitment, if you want to put it there, I would say is I'm going to go on Wednesday and I will get the listing. So I love that. And as far as your third, Anything that comes, I think that's great if you want to put anything about, you know, your fitness routine or eating healthier or whatever you want to put. But when we talk about your three commitments, those three commitments truly should be 
about dollar generating things that you're doing to, to do, like, in my opinion, you should have, we should have commitments for health and family and fitness and all these other areas of our life. But when we're talking about these three commitments, we're talking about your financial piece of generating wealth and income for you. So I would probably change that third one. I would keep it that that one and make it a fourth commitment. I definitely would have that in there, but I would do that. So um, let's do someone else. Um, I want you to also talk about your mindset because I love what Vicki just said. She was so honest and she was so transparent and she was like, look, this is a mindset issue. This is what I'm struggling with. So let's have one more person really talk about what their commitments are, but really be vulnerable and talk about what is the mindset that's going on that's holding you back. Artie, would you be willing to go next? To sure. share your commitments, okay? Yeah. Um, uh, my commitments are to set up all of my past clients into KV Core. Um, we're in the, you know, we just transitioned over and changing over all of our systems and everything else. And so that's a big one. Um, two is to complete my Wyoming license requirements. I'm working on getting um, a second real estate license in the state of Wyoming. We're currently only operating in Colorado. Um, and then the third one is to, uh, which I've already done was to get one, uh, recruiting presentation appointment, um, which I did. And, um, so yeah, the mindset wise, I don't, I don't, I don't have a, I don't know that I have a mindset problem. I'm, I'm attacking these, um, in full at the moment. Um, and I've also got, um, a lot of other, a lot of other stuff I'm working on as well. So, um, but that's where I'm at. Maybe we could select somebody that's got a little bit more on the mindset side. I think that'd be a little fair. Sounds like artists. Okay. Would anyone be willing to, would anyone like to share that of um, what they would like to do? I would want to make a comment on Artie. One of the things that I see people put for their commitments is things like, I want to take this class or I want to take this training or I want to do that. The way to really get your business to take it to the next level is to make sure that all three things have specific, measurable, and actionable steps that truly will move the needle forward in the next, you know, 30 days or so. So that's something also to think about. Terrence, would you be willing to go and talk a little bit of transparently about any mindset things that are holding you back? Terrence, would you be willing? Oh, um, yes, I have a few things holding me back. Just, uh, just time management, um, but as far as my commitments go, I'm pretty much on. I my goal was my the big goal was to get at least one deal per month. So starting this year off, okay, I have uh, close January. I'm working on close of February. I have some things set up for March. So uh, you know, just trying to keep that focus. Plus, I have you know other business going so trying to find that balance and, and managing the time right to you know stay on course you know apart from family life and all of the other stuff we have to deal with uh, health like Vicky said um, 
getting in better shape. I don't have a weight that I want to lose, but you know, just more, just being more healthy, eating better, and exercising and things. That's it. Thank you, Chantel. All right, T. Shane, what would you say to that? Um, well, let's just use the time management as probably the, the, the main thing we focus. Actually, let me take a step back. Um, so it's not uh, family and health that we have to, it's things that we get to. So uh, I would change that term a little bit on how we talk to ourselves. So you get to deal with family because there are some that do not have, and there are you get to work with your health because uh, there are some that no longer have that. So um, I would just just from a mindset standpoint, transition a little bit to get to because uh, there are a lot of people that don't. Um, as far as time management is concerned, that's a big one I get when I work with a lot of people and a lot of companies is when it comes down to time management. And I, maybe a better way to share it because everyone's situation is independently different. Um, I'll share with mine. So people ask me, how am I able to do all the things that I'm able to do? Well, I think really what it comes down to is I take the main things, i.e. let's let's say we'll keep it sales and business related, is that I know sales rules all. So systems, operations, and approach come second to sales. So every single day I hit my accomplishment of whatever my sales goal is for that day. So my time management is structured around that based on that sales objective. So my first goal is to say, okay, if it's to get that deal today, um, I wrote a book called Done by 2.30, and it's really exactly about this whole, this whole platform, is that I want to accomplish and manage my time management to get my sales goal as quickly as possible before 2.30, before I had to pick my daughter up from school every day. I never wanted to fail in that commitment. So if I got it at eight o'clock, great. If I got it at 2.29, great. I didn't care, but I wanted it done by 2.30 because I wanted to be a better CEO of my daughter's business being with her than I did my independent sales business. So time management, I think what happens is we lump too many things in when it's unrealistic for us to live by the clock. I think your goal of one a day is perfect or one a month is perfect. However, you break that down into your actions. Well, did I have to make 25 calls to get that based on last month's um, um objectives that I created? Uh, did I have to go out and sit down with this many people and break bread? Did I have to go to this many functions? Whatever that is, try to get it as accomplished as quickly as possible, as fast as possible and focus on that one thing. So whatever that one thing is, I think personally, you could get a deal a day um, in our business and the way the market is right now. Um, I think it's easier to get a deal a day than it is one a month, no matter what you've got going on, because somebody's doing it, right? Entire companies are bringing in units monthly, hours, minutes, and you just need one of that piece of pie to find. And depending on where your region and the way technology is right now, you could have access to that one deal a day, which would be life-changing for you in real estate, right? Just one month would completely blow your entire life out of water, right? Which would give you more time of all the other things. And then it would eliminate any time management issues. So to me, I am very laser focused on one goal, one objective, one thing. I don't look at anything else. And if it's, if it's broken into weeks or months, then I go down into the actions that I apply in order to accomplish that one goal, i.e. telephone calls, emails, instant messages, whatever it is that allows me to accomplish that goal as quickly as possible. So if I was saying to you, listen, I prefer that your goal be one a day, not one a month. 
Um, just my preference. And in that one a day, you got to find it. Somebody out there, somebody is wanting to list, someone is wanting to buy, depending on your um, your niche and what you're trying to do. We just got to chase them down. We got to find them. And if I was, look, one of the things I used to do with my sales reps back in the day, and this was back when you could do stuff like this, but, um, and we were making too much money, but I would take a, a stack. I would go to the bank and get $10,000 in cash. And I'd walk into my floor and I would set it on the desk. And I'd say the first person can make a solid sale within this time frame gets this money, right? I swear I probably had 30 people make a sale. Now, no one ever got the money because I didn't want to give it to them. And it was really just kind of a tangible mindset, right? Like it was just creating a reality of saying, look, once you see it and you know it's tangible, now you know what you're capable of. Right. It was a military tactic. These do it to us all the time. Like, oh, if you guys work really hard, you get some time off. Eh, well, no, just kidding. You don't get any time off. So it actually worked really well, you know, in that aspect. And they would accomplish goal. And then I would sit there and I would say, look at how many sales we've accomplished today based on the fact we thought we were going to get 10 grand when, in fact, you probably made 100 grand with what you did. Right. So I would I would change my mindset because what do you care? If you get one a month, great. If you get 30, even better. Right. So I would focus my mindset on how do I find that one and I'd clear the rest out. I would cut the rest of the noise out. So you get up, boom, you're a pit bull. What do I got to do? I got to find one who wants to buy, who wants to sell, who wants to buy. Who wants to sell. I'm going to talk to this person, I'm going to talk to this person, I'm going to connect with this person, I'm going to connect with this person. And you've got that timeline that you're trying to get to. Right. And when you set it at 30 and you hit one, hey, good. But there might be a possibility that if you set at 30, you could hit 32. Right. And then it would change your life. So that would be something I would focus on when it comes down to your time management. Just make it, you know, the KISS method. Mm, I like that. Yeah. I want to talk about um, that sales goal because what, what I'm seeing people do in their commitments is they're making them very weak and they're not pushing for the sale. And, and each week, one of the things that we'd really like for, for people to do and I'm going to share my screen real quick, um, but is to really work on creating their passive income and, uh, you know, recruiting agents so that they can build wealth for them themselves later. And so for me, um, if you go to join Canzel and you go to the revenue share calculator, if if they hire 26 people and those people just hire one person, they're creating a payout per month of about $19,000 a month. And so if they if if in their commitment they created a way where they would put aside 30 minutes or an hour where they were, you know, every agent that they were talking to, they were talking to them about Canzel. And recruiting in in agents' minds, what I've heard as I've talked to agents is they've said, you know, I just, you know, I've asked a few agents and they've, you know, their responses that they like where they're at. You know, I'm, I'm not that good at recruiting agents. That's a mindset that we need to overcome. So I want you to maybe do some role play with one of the, uh, Deborah, will you do a role play with with him about some things, maybe mindset shifts that people have told you of why they're not spending the time on attracting agents and some of the mindset that comes along with that. Will you do some role play with, with T-Shane on that? 
Yes, let me just get our other computer turned off. Okay, now we're good. All right, go ahead and tell them kind of some of the mindset things that people are maybe, you know, even for yourself or people on your team that you've heard why they're not taking time to attract agents to Canzel so that they can build money later on. They're kind of thinking about the dollar right now instead of building passive wealth for the future. I think most of them are, are focusing their time on sales and not putting to putting aside time to to recruit on the side. Um, they're, they're not thinking in the future of having the passive income. They're just thinking of the now. And um, that's, that's, I think the mindset we've got to get away from is only doing what we need to do now and not thinking about what we need to do for the future. All right. Well, yeah, no, well, is, I'm overcoming this objection. Is this an objection? So you're saying that the agents are basically not able to relay adding on additional people due to the fact that they're more focused on, I want something right now versus later. Correct. Is that right? Okay. Yes. So wh why are you with Kenzel? I'm with Kenzel because I was introduced to them by a friend and they had all the core values that I had in my own company and it fell in line with what I wanted technologically and um, managerially. And is that how you've shared with your people to relay the message to other real estate agents? I, I do talk to them about relaying all the technology that we have and the core systems we have. And, and what platforms or what things have you put in place that have allowed you to see that residual income or that long-term growth um, based on your experience? What is it that you've done? What kind of successes have you seen from that? I'm using the um, Canzel systems. I like KV Core. It's so easy to promote listings, do CMAs. It, it's it's really a, a, an awesome tool for the agents. We just have to get them more comfortable with it. In real estate, do you usually see purpose first or paycheck first? I personally see purpose first, but I would say most of them are paycheck first. So I think um, one, all in how we deliver the message of the organization based on your passion, your mission um, is something that's important and has to be related every single day. Um, if in overcoming that objection, it's hard for me just kind of do it on the fly because if it was me, I would take a step back and I would say that Let's say I talk about the Marine Corps. I can go a couple of different reasons, but let's just say I keep it military reference, make it a little easier. Um, we're taught to go to battle and die for you, right? You specifically, and I don't know you for a thousand bucks a month. And I do that because of a shared passion of service, um, because I believe more in the cause than I do the paycheck. And that's allowed me, right? Because what other business do you know? Verizon, Red Bull, do they tattoo their bodies with their logo for the rest of their life? Like when I walk into, when someone from Verizon walks into a room where they're like, oh, thank you for your service at Verizon. Right? No, right? 
That's because of 200 plus years of tradition of focus on purpose over paycheck, right? And because we're able to relay that message and talk about the things that we love and care of God core country, our commitment to you as a random stranger, what we're willing to do. I mean, really in real estate, you do understand that you provide literally what so many men and women have died for over gosh, knows how many years, right? You do understand that real estate agents are the foundation of the United States of America. You understand that? That's the problem with the industry is no one talks about that. Let me tell you something. If I was part of your organization, my commitment to share it to everybody is because I am trying to continue to serve those who have died so much for this country by providing every single person with an organization that believes that same passion and dream and giving to those and continuing spreading and supporting those who have sacrificed so much. And I do it here. Now, the great thing about it is, is that when I do it, I actually get paid for it. And not only do I get paid monthly, but there's a long-term gain for it. So I implore you to be a part of my organization, be a part of my mission so we can continue to serve those that have served and continue to serve and have died so much for us so that we can build one of the biggest and best organizations in the world and we can continue to help people. And I promise you, if you do that with me, you'll not only see it monthly, you'll see it long-term and it'll never seem like a work a day in your life. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe, leave a rating and a review so we can get this out to more agents. And tune in next week for another power-packed episode. This is the Millionaire Real Estate Podcast.